Hello, and welcome to the Stink Space Podcast. Before we get started, we wanted to have a quick word about our sponsor. Now, dear Stank Babies, let's roll right into the Stank Space Podcast. And welcome to episode 14 of the Stink Space Podcast. In this episode, we have a special guest, my boss and an incredible businessman, Joe. Now, just so you're aware, this show is not for kids. So kids, cover your ears now. Hey, it's it's interviewer Big Stank here. I've got hella questions. I'm going to ask Joe. It's going to be a fun time. We're already pre-lit. So you know it's party mode. So let's just fucking I don't know. Let's have fun. Let's go. Okay. I'm sorry. I didn't hear anything. My my ears were closed because it said kids ear. Close your ears. Hey, we're recording. This is cool, right? Yes. This is fun, right? We probably sound a little echoey because we're in a business room. Being so, businessy. Yeah. Whatever. I don't even know. And I'll be the first one to tell you that when it comes to business, nothing is as good as a good echo. Hell so that yeah. carries across the Oh my world. gosh, everyone is inspired right now. Oh, first five seconds. <laughs> Already big business tips, bro. This is why we do this. <laughs> so, I mean, okay, we're here. I'm just going to introduce you. Is that cool? And then you can add or subtract whatever I say. <laughs> subtract. I mean, that's, yeah, yeah. So, your name's Joe. My name is Joe. I, I mean, it's an average name, but I'm not average, as I like to say. Hell yeah. And um, your, your name is Joe. You stubbed your toe on a Cheerio, right? <laughs> Are like, you being a rapper, dude? <laughs> no, you know that? Uh, hello, my name is Joe. Probably. I probably have. Okay. Um, but I don't focus on negative stuff. Yeah, no negativity <laughs> here. This is business, dude. <laughs> um, Joe is the vice president and COO of DIY Transport. DIY Transport, Easy Auto Ship. Uh, it's a online platform shipping vehicles state to state, country to country. You know, if, if, if it can ship, if it's got wheels, if you need it, uh, if you need it done, you call us and we're the guys to do it. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. If you want a Beamer in Bel Air, call up DIY, dude. <laughs> and they'll send it to you, dog. I just came up with You can have that. Pretty, pretty much. And, and uh, <laughs> You know, we will make sure we record that so we can put that on our, yeah, absolutely. On our website. Royalty free. We'll put Nick underneath it. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and that's all I have is an intro. So my next question was going to, I was going to say, I know you're a car guy. You got Dude, like a fucking nice ass audio. Wait, question. Did you did you mean to say let's jump right into it? Let's do, let's shout out jump. to Philip DeFranco. Yeah, Daddy Daddy Philly D, dude, <laughs> always. You know who Philip DeFranco is, right? I, I don't. He's a left-leaning liberal cock, dude. <laughs> now he's like a news reporter on YouTube who prides himself in covering shit evenly, and but like does different stories and stuff like that. He's pretty good. That's where so I get a lot like of my the, news. The equal guy. He's he's equal on all, on all fronts. Yeah, yeah. it's but obvious. He's got a big opinion on. It's obviously he's like a little more liberal, but he doesn't portray he, that. He's in really his news. when he it comes to it. yeah when it comes to news, he covers it honestly and truthfully. And actually, I think YouTube is like making that a thing now where yeah. like they pay these people to do news or well, something like yeah. that uh, the only reason i gotta think that that's the way they're going is because that's how you get more audience you know if you're okay. more even keeled with more walks of life then that's a bigger audience and that's a bigger revenue this yeah. is all business that's what it's all about business bro <laughs> <laughs> 
I am, I am, in case it's not obvious, I'm super excited. Yes. Like, I've been it, excited this entire week. I came into the office every day and say, Joe, are you excited? Joe, are you excited? Joe. She really has. Excited? And, <laughs> you know, I'd walk by and just drop, like, idea, question mark, and just keep walking. And just, like, note by, like, drive-bys, but with notes. Yeah. Oh. So yeah, he, he was, like, so I was thinking. Brah, hits you with the... <laughs> no, really. He, he, comes to, he sits down in the little corner chair next to the door, and he goes... So I think. So I, I really do. No, because here's the thing, Nick. I, I I've been thinking, and I talked to some people before about actually doing a podcast, um, but I just never did it. Yeah. So you know, Jill, she's been with us a, a short time, and obviously we kind of keep a, a family atmosphere yeah. here. Everybody's mm-hmm. pretty loose. Everybody, you know, we we preach on working hard and and, and family basically. So I got to know, and we got to know Jillian. Uh, pretty quickly, and she just dropped the bomb one day and was like, yeah, uh, I do a podcast with my brother. I'm <laughs> not going to brag or anything. <laughs> just I'm humble, like, for real? Brag. <laughs> it's like, what's it called? And she's like, uh, it's fun. <laughs> like, she didn't really know what to say about it right at the moment. I was like, what's yeah. it called? And she's like, staying space. I'm like, I like it. So, so, but she was, like I said, she was talking about. Uh, the podcast and all that, and I was like, man, that's pretty cool. I, I, I always wanted to do something like that, and I was like, you know what? I was like, we should do a podcast. Tell your brother if he's down. Hell yeah. Come in. Let's talk a little bit about just our daily life here, what we go through, and like what we do, because not a lot of people know what we do, and it's sometimes pretty funny. Yeah. And sometimes pretty interesting. Oh, and yeah. And sometimes, you know, you learn a lot. Um just by doing what we do, because we talk to so many different types of people every day. I mean, every single walk of life that yeah. you can think of in culture, mm-hmm. we talk to. That's rad. Mm-hmm. I dig that. And, uh, All know, inclusive, baby. Sometimes it can get lost in translation. Sometimes you can feel like you've talked to this person your whole life. Yeah. So, you know, um, a lot of exposure in, in culture. Which is something weird that you would never think of. Like you're just in an office. On in an office setting. Yeah. But, you know, the reality is we're we're like part of people's lives. And not to sound cheesy or cliche, but when it comes to people's cars, for the most part, most people, a car is like an extension of themselves. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's and why my Subaru is a piece of shit. But it's, <laughs> it's your Subaru. Yeah, it's an extension of me. But it's your Subaru. You can, you can pick it out in a crowd of 100. It smokes, too. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's it's one of those one of those things. Hey, oh, Jared came oh. in and he brought my glasses. Oh, my God. Blah, 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 glasses Surprise guest appearance from Jared Bear. Our favorite. Recording any of that. We, yeah, we are recording. Yeah, uh, sorry, uh, I put my new glasses on. Um, they're, I don't, they're probably cute <laughs> to me. They honest. look great. Trust us, guys. Thank you. Um, I appreciate that. Superhero ish. Hell Superhero-ish. yeah. Superhero ish. She looks very, yeah, like I said, female Clark Kent. <laughs> um, so, another thing since I creepily researched you, which means I just looked at your Facebook. <laughs> um, so yeah, you're a car guy. I noticed that you have some nice ass vehicles, sir. Um, I I, I guess I, I'm not really a car guy, but I love cars. Yeah. Um, you appreciate them. I do appreciate them. Like I said, in my in my, uh, in my industry, I get to see a lot of 
different cars, cars that a lot of people have never even heard of. Yeah. Classic cars, antique cars, supercars. Hell yeah. Um, so I've, I've grown an appreciation for cars over the years. Um, my daily drivers, A4 Audi. A4 Audi, you hear that? Luxury, comfort, it's Nazi a, car. It's yeah. a little sick right now. <laughs> Not saying Joe's a Nazi. He <laughs> wouldn't exactly, let's just say he wouldn't no. fit into their group, dude. No. He's no. a, <laughs> a very large tan man. <laughs> tan mans do not belong in Nazi uniforms. Yeah. Can't be in the clan if you're tan. I'm pretty no. sure that's one of their logos. If not, hey, you guys can have it. <laughs> <laughs> just call us up. We'll negotiate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, I worked as a porter for Honda NASA for a while. I got to drive some, probably nowhere near as cool as like supercars and shit, but uh, there are a cool, couple cool cars coming in and out of the shop. I got to sit in like a real vintage Del Sol, which looked like a fucking spaceship. It was so weird. It's like a truck turned into a car. It's super hard to explain. Like, it kind of looks like weird. a Lotus, Okay. but it's like a fucking shitty hop. <laughs> I don't know. Here's the thing, though. You know, it could be a Honda, it could be a Lotus, it could be a Ferrari. It's all about how you tune it. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's under the hood. It's what it, under the hood. What it breaks down to, because I mean, I could, I've seen Honda Civics smoke. Oh yeah. You know, some some higher end cars. You know, that are 80, 90, 100 k. Yeah. Uh, just by the way they tune it, and obviously you know, put some turbos in it, whatever the case may be. But hey, fix it up, baby. Take Make it to fast. the track, see where you yeah. stand. All of the all of the techs at Honda NASA for all race car dudes, they do super work on their cars. One of them, uh, a friend of mine named Garrett, has a very, very fast uh, fucking race car. I don't remember the name of it. I'm not that guy. But, yeah, they're, all of them are, like, super proud of their built, like, piece-by-piece piece Frankenstein sick-ass uh, cars. Yeah, It's a cool life. Is it's it like, a life. Is it like the... Uh, they are constantly poor. <laughs> they have no money, dude. Listen, it's uh, it's it's a it's an expensive. It's not really that it's expensive. It's just that we uh we let our creativity go. Yeah. And it's like, all right, well, I want to do this to it now. And sometimes it works, and sometimes it doesn't. And when it doesn't work, it's gonna it's gonna hurt your pocket. Yeah. To get it. Absolutely. To get it back. Because it's more of like a lifestyle than a hobby. So you're gonna you're gonna put money on that part because you know it's gonna make your car fast. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Or loud, or or make it or whatever, nice, yeah. or make it look nicer. Yeah, you know, I I, I, I like the aesthetics of it more than anything, just because. One of the uh, one of the <laughs> one of the commandments of the satanic religion is uh, have aesthetic. It's actually a fucking. That's not how it's worded. It's ba- but it says ba- like look good, like look like you're into Satan. So I oh, guess cool. that could be one of the. <laughs> That could be. I was listening to a podcast today about Satanism. Last House on the Left, excellent fucking podcast. Um, yeah, I learned a lot. They're not as fucking scary as media makes them. I mean, I obviously already knew that because I'm yeah. a super genius. But uh, Joe's like, ooh, I take it back. <laughs> but all right, so is my car Satan now? Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> yes. In in short. Joe drives the hearse of Satan. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so, Mr. Joe, other than a car person and a successful businessman, my next one I wrote is, who are you as a person? Like, who is Joe? Like, where do you come from? It's honestly... Where do you come Where are the fucking nuts? I'm still trying to figure that one out myself. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, You're not alone in that, I feel. I, I don't I don't think I am. I'm just... I'm probably alone in admitting it, though, but... Yeah, uh, true. I, I'm really just... I'm just that guy that... Doesn't care about what anybody thinks. Along for the ride kind of thing? 
Nope, I am the ride. Oh, oh shit! Ladies. Not like that. No, you know what? I mean, I've, I've never, I, I've never been a big person to kind of hear outside noise, and it's always been. I've always had a little bit of a chip on my shoulder. Okay. Just because, you know, you can ha- you can go your whole life with people telling you what you can't do, and it's it's kind of like up to you to say what you can Word. And, and go after it. Hell yeah. You know, it's like, you tell me I can't do something, I'm going to show you that I can. I want to, now I want to show you why I can. So uh, I'm, I'm driven, I'm motivated. Um, I am human though, so I go through my own, uh, you know, demons and setbacks and, and Businessmen, they're just like our monster. They're which which like kind of leads you to be a little <laughs> psycho uh, after yeah. a while, but, you know, I, I, I mean good. I, I Good, good fucking following, because like... <laughs> I told you earlier I had one very controversial question that I have on this list of questions and what you just said kind of leads into it. So there is a common belief if you're especially if you're part of the true crime community, mm-hmm. everyone has seen Christian Bale in American Psycho, right? Yeah. So that whole movie, the whole premise of that movie is based upon the fact that a study was done, multiple studies were done that say that successful businessmen and serial killers, like, of the psychopathic tendency, like Ted Bundy, who could, like, make people laugh and, and shit like that, they are very closely related, except for businessmen probably didn't have, like, a fucking head injury or something that put their brains off. It's very, like, alpha male, very driven, very, and that's what makes them successful. So my question to you would be, like, do you think that... I'm assuming you're around other businessmen. <laughs> do you think that holds in, in the world of... Um, of the real, the real world, not the movie world. You know, it, it'll take somebody that's that's very sure of themselves to actually admit to me that they are psycho in some sort of or another. Yeah. But what I have noticed is that I have heard what you're talking about, mm-hmm. and I can understand it. Okay. And what I mean by that is, when you have any level of success in any field, um, a lot of people just kind of see the end result. Yeah. They see the goal what you've accomplished up to that point. They, yeah. they don't see the hours that you've put in, the, yeah. the headache, the grind, the adversity that you've had to go through, the long hours, the late, the late nights, the early mornings, yeah. when everybody else is having fun and, and they're just grinding it out. And, and so, you know, once you get to a, a certain point, because you've put so much into it, yeah. and if anybody tries to touch it, or if anybody tries to mess with it, or anybody tries to derail it, you will be psychotic about it. Yeah. Because yeah. You, because you worked for it so hard. Yeah. So for the regular guy, whatever that that says, dude, what's your problem? Mm-hmm. You're acting like a psycho. Well, he didn't understand that everything that I did to get to this point. So yeah, I'll be a psycho for you. Yeah. Real quick. Yeah, I understand. So it's a high tension job. It's gotta yeah. be like, cause not only is it your job, most of the time, other people are now depending on you to do your job sure. so that they can have a living. Sure. Absolutely. And you, you know, we, we have a, a great team of people here that have been with us for, for a long time, really since, since we've been around. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it just kind of a testament of, of their dedication, our dedication. Uh, Jillian's mentioned before how much of a, family we are and we back each other up and that's really all true uh, we're all we're all not perfect we all yeah. are like a family and, and take the good with the bad and the bad with the good and, and everywhere around it but uh, we've established a, a culture 
um, you know, me and Eric did from the very beginning of, you know, we work hard, we'll get it done, and, and really just a positive attitude yeah. will take you so far in, in life, in business, and in just regular life. Just having that positive mindset yeah. of just, hey, I don't know how we're going to figure it out, but we're going to figure it out. And would you say that the uh, that kind of alpha male way of thinking helps in that? point of view like if you know like if you're you believe in yourself to the fullest extent you know you're going to find some way to succeed and that is what helps you become better at what you do it it is but you can't confuse that with arrogance either okay yeah you know it's having confidence is is single-handedly the 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 biggest asset you can have in business especially Um, when you sell shit especially especially when you sell if you're not confident you know one way or another you're, you're dead in the water yeah you know you can have the most product knowledge in the world but if you don't have confidence to have that vehicle to to present, mm. then it's not for you. Yeah. You know, this is an alpha male, alpha, alpha female type industry. Hey, there you go. Hey. Hey, equality, bitch. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. That's, okay, yeah. Fucking good answer, dude. <laughs> um, so, Jill, do you have anything to ask while I figure out my next question? I do. Okay. Fucking shoot, Listen, bro. Larry Bird Since I have been working here... In passing, I've heard, you know, here and there, just a snippet of how this company started. And it has interested me so much. Legendary. That I, I'm like, this has been my favorite part. I've been waiting for this <laughs> moment because I want to know. Oh, a lot of pressure. Go, Joe. Tell me. How did well, this company start? Is that what you're asking? Yes. Okay. This part's almost like a legend just because it... Depending on who you ask, they might get they might you might get different answers. Okay, cool. But this is exactly how it started. Hell yeah! I'm gonna I'm even want to tell you. Exclusive. Uh, <laughs> Everybody, listen up, dude. And, and really, you know, I haven't even talked about Eric, but Eric's kind of like the brainchild yes. in all this. Okay. You know, Eric is I, the CEO. Eric CEO. is the CEO. He's the president of DIY Easy Auto. All right. And, okay. And the reality is, is that everything that we use as far as like software, pricing, you know, everything that's in the background, that's all Eric. Okay. Know? And so that's why like our, our partnership works out really well. He's the brain, you're the body. Because we're both the brains, but he uses his brain a lot more for that stuff in the back. Gotcha, gotcha. Than I, than I can so you're and the, than I do. you're the upfront man. And right? I'm the upfront guy. Yeah. So, cool. you know, he thinks about it. I think about it. And then we just make it happen. Hell yeah. Two so, chefs. Good good business model. Yeah. So he's like I can't I can't think of the, the um reference I was trying to make. So he's like the um It's like you're it's like, like it's you're like just, the jobs and the wogs. You're just like, like you're like he's like, yo, I think we should do this. And you're like, Yeah, it's a good idea. Hold on a second. Guys, we should do this. And you know what else is like, yes. This is how I look at Eric. You have an idea. You tell him about it, he'll make it better. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you guys work incredibly well together, extremely, and also incredibly well on Extremely own. well together. Yeah. He is. Uh, he's. He's. I, I mean, his work ethic, the way he thinks, the confidence. You know, we're like in tuned all the time by by what we think. He's a little bit more extreme on things. Yeah. So you know, it works. That works also because you know I can. Is he very like a, more uptight? Like. 
I don't want to say uptight. Cause no, he's not uptight at all. Actually, Eric's probably one of the one of the coolest people you'll meet. He'll yeah, do anything. You seem very for you. very chill and relaxed. Is he of the same? He is very chill, power. but he can. Uh, he can become. He can be real for you real fast. Okay, cool. cool. Um, so as I can, so yeah. as I can. But you know what? I, what I'm saying is, is that like we balance we balance it out. Yeah. You know what I mean? I could be real amped about something, and he can. Kind of come in and be like, "Hey, no, let's do it like this," Word. and vice versa. Yeah. So we're kind of like, we can we value each other's opinions so much that we actually make it one idea. Okay. To make and it is work. that how DIY Transport was born? You guys mushed your brains together. And- yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I've always been good with with operations with people and things of that nature, and he's always been good at, at making the connections, doing the software stuff. Uh, so it was it was like a no brainer. It was like, hey. This is what's going on, and it was like a superhero movie. Let's combine forces, Hi. boom, let's do it, and then we'll just build it. So, you know, he got started. I came in a little while later, and that was the plan. And, you know, from a, a little motel down in Fort Lauderdale. Nice. Where, you, you know, it, it was uh, not the nicest, <laughs> but it was what we had. Yeah. We had a laptop, we had a cell phone, and we had some leads. And that reminds me a lot of like how Bill Gates and, and uh, Jeff Bezos and like all these successful people, they all got started in like a little room, and, you know, and they, they ground it out, and now they're like multi-millionaires and shit. I know you don't want to, you probably don't want to say it's rude for me to ask, but you make a, subs- a substantial amount of money through your business, correct? Um, you know, we're... Not we're, millions, we're, I, would, I would assume. Because your office is missing its roof. <laughs> that was that was by that was by choice though. Oh yeah, it was. It that, looks great, by the way. Where, I'm not saying it's the shitty. warehouse look. Yeah. That we that we were trying to go for. It looks beautiful. But uh, we've been around for about seven eight years now, um, and we're still we're still improving. We're still growing. Yeah. There the, the industry changes so much year to year. Um, Especially because we're, we're working on, on a big scale, like the entire country. Yeah. You know, and you're dealing with regulations. Which is insane in and of itself to just think about that you're it, it, helping it people like in California and shit get to where yeah. they need to go. Yeah, it, it, it is. It's it, That's what I mean. That, it makes it cool. And that's, you know, when we talked earlier about just talking about every different yeah. walks of life, that, that's kind of one of the perks, I think. Was it difficult climbing up and getting and like building this business that you started or was it... Like, I don't know, I mean, I don't want to say smooth, because I, I assume starting a business and becoming successful in and of itself isn't smooth. Um, starting any business is never smooth. Mm-hmm. Was uh, it, do you look back on it and say, there were points I could have fucking walked away from this and been justified? Was it, like, difficult? Never. No, so you always wanted it, always I was better. all in from the very beginning. Hell yeah, dude. All Key to success. Mm-hmm. Fucking all shout out to DJ Khaled. <laughs> <laughs> um... That's fucking rad. So well, you know, and to be kind of candid with you guys, it's failure is not an option mm-hmm. for me. Okay. For Eric, for this company, it's yeah. just not an option. Both very self-driven. Extremely self-driven. Yeah. You know, we have responsibilities for for the people that work here. We have responsibility for our our own families. Yeah. And I, I will I will do what I have to do to assure that we get the job done. And. That being said, our you know our people that we have, um, it, it's really it's really they're doing, you know, because I can only coach so much, I can only, 
explain things so much, but the people are the ones who do it. Yeah. And, you know, the reality is I'm, I'm extremely hard on them, critical uh, of them, just because I know their potential sometimes more than they do. Yeah. And, uh, but... You know, I, I, we also have a lot of love for them, too. Yeah. And Jillian told me earlier, like, you don't just sit in a fucking office in the back of the building. You're in there with them, working with them actively. And I feel like that's the difference between a boss and a leader. A leader is someone who is in the shit with their people. They're figuring stuff out. They're helping. They're giving advice. And a boss is just some dude that cracks the whip, tells everybody to fucking clock in and clock out. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I came from where they were. So yeah. I, I know what they're going through. I know what they're seeing, how they're feeling about it. And, you know, I wish I had somebody there to tell, kind of tell me, say, hey, watch out. This is about to show up right on your screen. Yeah. So I figured when I was put in that position to do that, I'm going to be out there with You're them. You're going to be what you wanted. Right. And not the people that were the shit. Exactly. Yeah. That's mean, a smart fucking move, by the way, for all you cunt bosses out there <laughs> who just sit in your fucking room go talk to people and don't just be small talk you know go fucking help be active be Keep active success. I mean, you have to just just so you have a, a finger on what's going on you know don't get me wrong I, I have a nice office in the back of the uh, back of the building yes he does <laughs> that, that I can nice. escape to every now and then and, and kind of collect my thoughts but you know really I, I just enjoy being out there with everyone and uh, if we I mean out. we do hard work and we have fun yeah. Th- that is something that is possible in an office environment. I just found that out after working with this company. Yeah. That's, that's been my struggle, too. Like, every job I've worked, there's always some rough shit. Like, the last job I was working, mm-hmm. every day, every single day I worked there, there was this guy. I'm not going to say his name. But he was very clearly racist towards African Americans <laughs> and very homophobic. Yeah. And pro- the fr- I worked there for a year, halfway through the year after every day of him calling me a faggot. And I believe in your freedom of speech, but I also believe in freedom of consequence, that if you're going to be a dick, you got to learn how to take the, the consequences of being a dick. Yeah. Um, so I told him halfway through, like, yo, I'm bi, dude. Like, you can't call me a faggot all the time. Yeah. That's why it irritates me. Yeah. It's not true. Yeah, it's like, that's, it's just, I get it. Like, you can use whatever words you want, but like, don't fucking like some people aren't about it like if I say if someone says they're uncomfortable I believe with if, even if you're trying to be funny find a better way to be funny yeah right and that was his excuse so I'm just joking it's like well you can fucking come up with a different joke bud yeah but uh and then he continued afterwards and this is literally up till the day that I left just doing shit like that mm. and so my whole point of that was I had let people know I had let people in charge know they had talked to him it didn't stop because and it's like that's the difference between that's what a, sh- a shitty boss is. You yeah. hear this and you don't do anything about it. It's like I give a less that he was fucking calling me faggot. Mm-hmm. It was that he knew after I told him that I wasn't about it and it continued like every day. Yeah. So you know, some people, first of all, some people don't care. And two, in those kind of environments, you were part time, right? No, I was full time. You're full time? Yeah. But you were, you were there. A few days a week, and then you'd go home, you wouldn't see these people. Yeah, you know, but it's still something like, you know, like, I came here to work not to be back in fucking high school. Yeah. And exactly. I, like, I'm a fan of comedy. Like, so I, this, this was your boss? Dude. It was a dude, he was the best salesman there. So he got special treatment right. from the boss. The boss never fucking did anything about it, right? So 
it just got to the point where it was like I was gonna fight this dude, and I was like I can't be around that. He was an. Oh. Don't get me wrong, like he's not a shitty person. He just was very young, very immature, didn't understand yet the consequence of words and like the like or like the attitude you have because like I don't if you want to be like. Oh, this dude's a faggot, ha, ha, Like, whatever. The joke can be funny if you can find a way to make it funny. But in a workplace, A, right. when there's people around, mm-hmm. and B, when you're targeting one person over and over again with the same thing, it becomes more or less about, I don't think it's a joke. I think it's you don't like that I'm fucking half, half gay or whatever, however you want to look at it. Well, was he, was he your friend at all? He acted like it when he wanted shit because my position, without my position, no one else could get their shit done. Mm. So they all had to come to me I had to figure it out, get everything settled, give it to them. I'm trying to talk about this in a way where I don't give away too much because right. I, I'm I don't I'm not a snitch, you know, I'm not like yeah. an asshole. But no, I was just trying to understand the dynamic yeah. because it's like, is this guy cool enough where he thinks he could just call you a fag? That's or... the thing. Like we hung out maybe twice outside of work, but then he would always be like, "We're not friends, we're coworkers." To everyone, including me. So it's like, okay, so then you're just being an asshole because if my friend wanted. I don't even think my friends would use that. That's word that's why I'm asking because you know, like me and my friends, we're a bunch of assholes to each other. Yeah, but, yeah. we can do that. And that's the thing because he's I'm my friend. But if somebody else says it, it's like, yo, you're yeah. about to get stomped. Like, I don't even know you. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the, anyway, all of that was yeah. leading to my saying. I feel like that's what I'm talking about with the difference between someone who's just a boss, where they fucking check shit in, file it, fucking say okay. And they yeah. just sit in their office all day and they don't do anything yep. compared to a leader, someone who's like getting to know their, like you said, this place is a place like very family oriented. Everyone's, it's not a team, it's a family. Sure. And sure. that's, I feel like that's a very successful way. Like that's how Walmart got, I mean now Walmart shit, right? We all know <laughs> that from like the news. But yeah. <laughs> um, that's how, I remember, I grew up when Walmart was like getting fucking huge where like all of a sudden everywhere had a Walmart yeah. and yeah. I my mom worked for them for a while and she loved it when she worked for them like early 2000s and now there's become this thing where like the workers aren't being treated like people I think it's like not to quote Bernie Sanders but if he's if we're talking about this shit he knows what he's talking about in the sense that I think it's like almost all of the level one employees at Walmart are on food stamps and they have to be on food stamps to shop from Walmart like, they don't make enough money. It's been a constant complaint forever. Like, you can... Jer Bear, join the conversation! Uh, <laughs> what's up? No, but I actually learned in, uh, I think it was high school, I had one uh, teacher who was, like, pretty much super, super liberal, and he made no... He, he, he let everyone know. Apparently, <laughs> at that time, like, every single Walmart costed the the government like a million dollars a year just on the food stamps and the, and the different things that their employees had to get because they didn't pay them enough. Yeah, like that's mind-blowing to me. Like if I started a business, I couldn't see where I would only pay my, I, I wouldn't pay my employees enough to buy something at my store without going like, oh, there's all your paycheck. Like that's mind-blowing. Wow. Yeah. I think though Bernie Sanders has, can, there was some news, him saying like he talked to the CEO of Walmart and they were like, we're going to look into this $15 an hour thing. Which in and of itself makes everyone so fucking pissed off. Oh uh, well, yeah, but like here's it's a living the thing. wage, guys. Here, yes, yes, you're right, you're correct. If you have but a country with everything, inflation, everything's got to inflate. Now. Everything goes up around it, and it's like, oh, well. But that, if there are laws set in place, mm-hmm. then exactly, that can help. And but, I think you know, I don't know. But we can't make this mistake of having this fifteen dollar an hour thing, everything getting more expensive. And then all of a sudden be like, oh, we made... Eat the rich, Jillian. Eat the fucking rich, dude. (laughs) (laughs) 
Not really. Don't eat rich people. Or at least if you do, don't say it was because of us. <laughs> I don't feel like getting sued for that. No, I don't believe in taking away from people that are successful. I believe in yeah. everyone pulling their fair share. And I believe yeah. in if you if you have a massive organization, like you said, Joe, people are working under you and they rely on you to do your job well. If you're not listening to those people, you're not going to be successful. And I think that's one of the reasons why you guys are succeeding. Like, I mean, this isn't just, look, they're not sponsors, bro. Yeah. Although if you want to be, yo, Eric. <laughs> yo, my dude, Eric. Use that big brain Joe says you got. Fucking hit up safe space and uh, sponsor us or some shit. No, it's okay. No, I mean, you pay. definitely don't listen okay. to her. I can um, pay here. <laughs> um, I'm good, I'm good. So, yeah, what I'm saying is that seems to be, like, I've seen, Jill has explained to me how uh, you guys operate. I've seen the area and everything, and I dig it. Like, that's how you get a successful yeah. class. Yeah, I mean, I'm not originally from up here. Um, Eric is, and I actually met him down in Miami, Florida. Miami, uh, party central, dude. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> One of my so. questions is, what was it like uh, living in Florida? <laughs> uh, Florida. Everyone sees fucking, you know, Florida guy memes and, like, dude threw an alligator into a yeah, McDonald's. Yeah, is that a normal <laughs> thing? You know, chew somebody's face off one adding to the Disney World the next day. So it's like, <laughs> that's a, that's a weekend for you down yeah. there. But now Florida, I mean, Florida, it, it's so big. People kind of just minimize Florida to either Disney World or, or Miami. Yeah. Um, but it, it's really much more than that. Um, I honestly, I don't really miss it. I, I, I kind of like up here, but that's where I met Eric. Uh, and he was like, listen, this area up here is, is a great area because it's, I don't want to say the word conservative. It's just more loyalty, I guess. Okay. And, and, and really his outlook was if we treat people good and we treat our employees right in an area like this, they will go to bat for us. Yeah, people you know, here are more likely to support a business that's doing well. Uh, right. Yeah. yeah. Right. In a city like Miami. It's trends and shit. Like it, what's it's not really that now. it's trends. It's just that everybody is out for themselves mm -hmm. okay and they're only there when the good is good and, yeah. and that's it you know and they just they can leave one day from the next it doesn't matter it's oh just, you know why it doesn't snow in florida Joe. <laughs> <laughs> if you it live in the snow everyone's got to hang out together in florida every you got to get along if you're fucking eight feet buried in snow and your neighbor's the only one with the plow dude you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah it is but that's not you know that's not the kind of culture that we wanted we wanted a uh a team type of culture, people that go with the highs with us and through yeah. the lows and working back through the highs and it just really builds something like that. Cool. And in Florida, that was probably not going to be the, the best place to do it. Yeah, because there's fucking alligators everywhere. Yeah, there's alligators, <laughs> there's hurricanes. You can't have a business in the parking lot if you got 12 fucking gators in the parking Th lot. That's true. That's true. <laughs> and Disney World. I, did I mention Disney World? Because yeah, Disney, Disney World. World. Yo. <laughs> Dude, my beautiful woman, Tori, went to Disney World with her family in Florida. And the week they were there, a three-year-old got grabbed by a fucking gator in the park. Uh, I saw that. That is wild, bro. I saw that. That was, uh... I have a weird... I don't want to say fetish, because it's not. But I have, like, a, a heightened fascination with animals that are put on the planet to just fucking annihilate shit. And a gator is one of those. Yeah, like they will, they will, they'll, they'll fuck you up and then mm -hmm. put you in the water and come back to eat you later, dude. I still got the medulla uh, oblongata. Yeah, yeah, they have brains and shit, dude. 
Ricky Bobby. I have to fuck them. Talladega Nights, great movie, not sponsored. Not sponsored. Not sponsored. Could be. So, so you, you started, so you guys were in Florida. Did you start in Florida? We started in Florida. In okay. Little, we started in Florida. In little, in this little, now, this is what's interesting to me because you explained this room to me once and you said that the coffee table <laughs> was just gorgeous. Could you? Um, the the <laughs> motel, not to be confused with a hotel. Oh, yeah. The motel was uh, was not a five-star establishment. Yeah. A motel is <laughs> like a boss and a hotel is like a leader. Right. Something <laughs> like that. So, yeah. You know, we were we were we were dealing with what our budget allowed. Okay. Let's, let's just put it that way. So the amenities weren't the best. Um, I, you know, we had a, a kitchen chair and I had a, an end table that I put my laptop on so I can view my leads, make my calls, and you know, around this around this end table, mm. there's just like little little bars going across every the entire edge, the front, the side, the back. And I'm like, wow, that's a pretty cool design. Yes. That's somebody, you know, as I look more and more on it, you can tell that it's the outline of a smoking device used for illicit drugs. <gasps> oh. <laughs> you know, come in a pebble-like visual, if you might. It's crack. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. So your business started in a crack then. That's um, pretty rad. I wouldn't go as far as calling it a crack. Humble beginnings. <laughs> <laughs> Much like Rocky Balboa. You didn't go beginnings. there to pray, I'll tell you Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Um, Unless so, your crack's bad. And you're dying. <laughs> <laughs> on top of the motivation of, you know... You don't allow this. crack in the new offices, correct? No, okay. no, crack's not allowed. At least uh, not on the good tables. No, not on, not on any tables. This is a drug-free establishment. Establishment, 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 yeah. establishment, yeah. drug free. Okay, cool. Um, Sorry about that, then. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a, it was a sight, man. Honestly, it, it was like, is this really crack pipes burnt <laughs> along? That's and it was, it wasn't just that end table. It was the other end table. So they were just like the kitchen table. They'd heat their glass up, put it on the table, and it would like leave scorch marks on the wood. I, you know what? I don't. I was like, man, somebody really took a lot of hits of crack in here. Yeah. Or they just got super high and got real creative and was like, you know what would look good in here? <laughs> crack burn. They pulled out the <laughs> on everything. Yeah. yeah. It's real. I'm going for the crack burn aesthetic. <laughs> That's my artist's aesthetic. You know, like when when you were. Younger, or maybe now, I mean, I still do this, and you kind of make something your your own, yourself, and you yeah. look at it and be like, you could buy this at the store. Absolutely. You know, that's, crack probably, table. that's probably what they thought. You're like, yeah. They were really crack at the store. Crack table. Off of crack. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're, okay. like, they're like, thank you for supporting me on my last creation. Yeah. The crack lamp. The crack this lamp. time, I need your support again. Yeah. It's a very tiny lamp inside of a, a, I don't know, crack smoking device? What do you call those? A bowl, I guess, for crack? Uh, crack bowl, if you will. Yeah, <laughs> Recycled crack bowl. So that was something uh, I wasn't expecting, but we, we got through it. Another thing that I wasn't really expecting once we actually started working is, you know, the customers are the customers. We love them. Without them, we can't do anything. Yeah, but everyone knows when you serve customers, you get crazies. You, you definitely get crazy, but you know who were really the craziest that we never thought about? Yeah. Was the drivers. 
Oh, yeah, I can, I don't doubt it. No offense to drivers, but like no you're fucking alone no in a car all day. Yeah. <laughs> I can barely drive an hour to 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 hang out with you yeah. without getting a little crazy. Look, yeah, and that's kind of you know a little backstory on the industry itself. That's kind of why it got created because just what you just said. Drivers drive all day long by themselves. By themselves, yeah. which means that they're kind of weird people. You know, they're loners. They don't really like to talk to people. They don't want to sell people. They just want to drive. So that kind of gained way for our industry of auto brokers and freight brokers to kind of be that that buffer between the actual driver and the actual customer and communicate, you know, be that that tool and buffer between both of them. So it's funny that you say that because... That's exactly right. You That's know, right. These these guys are uh, now. Don't get me wrong. You get a lot of guys that are very personable. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. You There's know, some really. Are, I mean, if you're if your job is to be alone all the time, you're not going to be as sociable as someone who works behind a fucking counter all day. Sure. Yeah. Sure. So I get it. That's a good. You know, it's a good thing to have. Like that's an excellent business idea. Yeah, but. <laughs> I think what that I was said. trying to say is that <laughs> drivers are. Just as crazy as customers. Would you say on a, a Karen level? I mean, there's definitely some Karen. It's now, here's, and again, just to be clear with everyone, we're talking about 10% of yeah. actual customers Dri- yeah, and, drivers. and drivers that are right. quote unquote crazies. <laughs> um, but, you know, when it happens, it's kind of, you kind of get a weird mix of emotion of what? And. What? This and can't how? be real. <laughs> yeah. Or are you really that dumb? Yeah, yeah. Like you can't. Like, like give us I, I don't a know. Well, that's why you're there. I don't know how other how any other way to explain to you. Do you have a story? Yeah, there's just there's fucking people so, that are wild. Here's here's one that I like. Yeah. You know, I, I in the dispatch department, which basically is is where drivers call on a vehicle that we have. Mm-hmm. Let us know when they can pick it up. We call the customer. Hey, Mr. Customer, driver can pick it up on Tuesday. Are you good? Boom. We dispatch it out, assign it to the driver, the customer gets picked up, right? Yeah. Sometimes we can't get in touch with the customer. So we, we can't. It's me. It's not you. Hi, I'm crying. It's okay. So <laughs> we were talking crying. about sometimes customers are cucks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, no, here's the, here's the thing. Here is the basic rundown of call as dispatch. Ready? Here's the day in the life. Easy out of shift. This is Jillian. How can I help you today? I give you $500. I take now today and deliver tomorrow. Holy fuck. Very good Russian accent. (laughs) She gets a lot of practice. Yeah, because you hear it all the time. (laughs) Yeah. And, and, And then it's like... Huh? <laughs> and then, or or they do this. They're like, "Hello, I am from. We go to the auto ship, and that this is the oh, number one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. And it's like, hold up, hold on, pause. <laughs> it's like, okay, yeah, that was one zero. What? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Interesting. That's, day, that's a day in the life of dispatch. Not bad. It's yeah. it's very fast paced. I mean, it, and it's from like as soon as you walk in all day. Which makes the day go by pretty fast. Yeah, yeah. And that's good, too. I mean, you got business, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. For real. Yeah, it's, it's great. If uh, you're a trucker and you need fucking people to help you, obviously hit up DIY yeah. Transport. Today. Dude, I had, a, I got, I had a guy that called in today. Sweetest but creepiest phone call I've ever had. He's like, <laughs> nice. Um, I am 
due to the shipping. And uh, I was wondering if you guys like had motorcycles or something we could take. And I was like, okay, what's your MC number? He's like, oh, I don't have that. And I was like, okay, you got to get that going, you know, get on Central. And he's like, thank you, Jillian. You were so sweet. And I was Whoa, like, wait. I was like, he was probably jerking off. All right, off. talk to you tomorrow. He was jerking off, dude. Dude, it Guaranteed. was the creepiest thing. What do you think the percentage of people making phone calls are jerking off? Like, I compared to people who are. I don't want to think about that. It's got to be like silent 30. 50 <laughs> 50. 30%. That will now be burned in my brain every time I pick up a phone call. I'm like, please, I hope this guy's not. Anytime there. someone sounds weird, just be like, sir, are you jerking off? <laughs> sir, answer me. Yeah. That's gross. <laughs> sir, sir, stop it. We're going to leave this, sir. Yeah, don't you dare finish while I'm on the phone. There's, okay, there's like a screw sticking straight up out of this armchair, and oh. it's deadly. That's, yeah. that's called the waker. Oh, yes, yeah, so you We give that on. chair to the new people when they first get here, <laughs> in case they start dozing off of it. Just listen, slap that down, get up, get a cup of coffee. As soon as they hit that, boom! Nail right through their It's head. like a whoopee cushion, yeah. but with they blood. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sick. <laughs> okay, Joe. So you said that you listened to our podcast before and you dig it. That's obviously, you know. He um, listened to part of it. I don't know if he, I told him, I said, your homework is to listen to an episode. Okay. And every Did day. Did Jill give you the rundown that we talk about people that get fucking murdered and shit? Um, she... Did, but True she crime. was trying to not tell me that. It's weird to talk time, about. It really is. <laughs> I would have never done this show then if that was going to be the case. Oh, yeah? I'm just joking. I'm just joking. She did. Oh. She did. She said, you guys talk about You know what? I remember because I was saying that, and then like his face got kind of weird, and I was like, oh, oh. sorry. I'm sorry. Never mind. <laughs> no, I just, I'm one of the people, and I think Jill is too, who is just fascinated with true crime and, and killers and wow. crazy murders and weird shit. Like, I'm one of the are few you talking people, about true crime the show? Like, true crime in general. True but crime true crime the show is part yeah, totally Because I just started watching that last week. It's a fucking great show. It's an yeah. amazing show. Yeah. It's almost too real for me sometimes and I'm like, I gotta shut it off. It's wild. It really it's is. Just the wild. learning about crazy shit that people have done. Yeah. So I was but, gonna ask you if you have like a moment in life where you like like a murder or a crime, like sat with you like for me mine was just like when I learned it wasn't Ted Bundy exactly but it was learning about the kind of guy Ted Bundy was and then when he escaped from the courthouse and went into uh, a Florida college (laughs) he uh he did something that he didn't normally do at all which was like he went from like kidnapping women and doing whatever nasty shit to them after he killed them to he went into the Florida University with a fucking tree branch and bashed in eight girls' heads. Yeah. And to me, that was just such a crazy fucking thing to, like, A, to watch footage of this dude and how he was and how he acted, and then to know that that guy fucking murdered a bunch of people and, like, did it in, like, a savage caveman way was mind-blowing to me. I was like, wow, that's this is, like, a normal fucking a little off dude. Yeah. And then to learn the shit, like, he fucked dead bodies. Yeah. Like, shit like that is crazy to me. And that's what hooked me was, like, there like, are like people... necrophilia type stuff? Yeah, he, that, did a lot uh, yeah. Of, he did a lot of stuff with their bodies afterward. Yeah. See, here, we're the kind of people that have a favorite serial killer. Like, I don't know... Not that we love and support serial killers. No, that we Just have that. one okay. that interests us enough yeah. for us to be like, this one's my favorite. So, like, like, this is so interesting. Some, I guess, like, fascinated by it. Yes. Yeah, intrigued. Like, I, I like being educated on the fact that you can have this dude who's completely normal, but when no one's looking, he's cutting off the head of a 14-year-old in his woods. Right. 
Like that shit is crazy. And then this he goes about Bundy. life. This is Ted Bundy? T um, Ted Bundy didn't cut off. I, I don't think he cut off anyone's head. That was just like a, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Like the, the Green River Killer cut off a woman's foot, had it in his fridge and jerked off on it. And had it forever in his fridge in his garage. And his wife never knew about it. He was married and had a kid. So he just yeah. had a foot in his... Yeah. A car crashed while he was on vacation with his family and he had a woman still hanging from inside of his garage because he would hang them from a rope in the middle of it and do crazy shit. Um, a car slid out on the ice, crashed in his garage, and collapsed part of the wall. The police arrived. They did not go anywhere near the giant hole in the wall or look in while there is a woman hanging dead inside the entire time. No they cleared up the accident. They called him to let him know what happened. He came home, cleaned up the scene, and then invited the police to come look so he could get insurance money and they could write a proper report. If the police had looked into the hole in his house, he would have not have gotten away with like four or five more murders. Like that kind of shit blows my mind. Yeah, it's crazy. Very intriguing. Crazy. How could you be... Like, he was so calm in that situation that he allowed the police to come back after he cleaned up, and then, like, a murder scene. Like, he cut people up and shit. Like, he was bad. Now, I, I don't, I'm not too big on, like, the ins and outs of what you guys are talking about. Yeah. But, but I have yeah. heard that serial killers, there's something that... Yeah, they have lack of empathy. Almost all of them have... Well, not almost all of them, but the famous ones, the ones that rack up bodies and get news media coverage and shit, there's always a lack of not giving a shit. Right. Like they're well, out for themselves. Like, when they finally do get caught, there are certain questions, certain things that they show them to see what kind of, what kind of reaction they would have. And, and, and if it's not normal to say, you know, like somebody like me, where mm -hmm. I'd be like, what the fuck? Yeah. You know. Oh, it's definitely a tactic to figure out some right, mentality. Yeah. Right. So, the FBI, when they found out there were people like that, when they put it together, they made it a branch in and of itself where there's just two FBI agents they went around the U.S. interviewing people that they thought fit into these categories. And then from there, it was like, oh, shit. It's not just a dude like the son of Sam, who was the, the main serial killer at that time that had been caught. And while the FBI was like, we should look into this, he just went around shooting people. And then when he got to court, he said that a fucking demon dog told him to do it. And then 20 years later, he said that was a lie. He was just trying to get an insanity plea. Right. But he was still crazy because he shot a shit ton sure. of people. Sure. So, like, they... Put together this compiled list and they found out it's not just one type of person it's not just one type of way there are certain things all serial killers have in common most of the time it's head damage uh being um sexually molested when you're younger um and then the last one is like that they pee in the it, almost all of them pee in the bed for like more longer than you should um that's a weird one yeah but it's like a a trait all of them have. And then, like, killing animals and shit is, a one, like, one everyone knows. Like, yeah. if you got a kid that's just cutting up a squirrel every fucking day, that kid's probably a little fucked up. Yeah, get rid of those squirrels. <laughs> yeah, and then from there, they just started building profiles, and now there's tons of different mindsets everyone can fit in, and it's oh. crazy to think that you could be, like we talked about, like, the super successful alpha male businessman shows almost all the same traits as a serial killer, except he doesn't fucking kill people. Right. And it's, no, I mean, and it's almost sure always because he didn't suffer from one of those mind-changing, life-changing events when he was younger. Mm -hmm. Or if he did, he was able to move past it instead of it affecting him. Like, almost every serial killer, it's one of my favorite things, almost every serial killer, when they're a kid, knocks their fucking skull against something. Mm -hmm. Like, they have some type of head trauma, 
John Wayne Gacy, Ted Bundy, like everyone that's like a big, like they've been in the news kind of guy, I call them the mm-hmm. big baddies, they all have like some similar head trauma that they received when they were younger. Um, and that's what leads to those like... Why though? Because it just knocks out loose or... That's it's the thing, just, like that's the only trauma. thing we know that's really in correlation and it does have to do with damage to the head in those areas like you were speaking about earlier of like empathy and human feeling and shit mm-hmm. like there's a reason Ted Bundy could only fuck dead people like he could probably fuck living people and be fine but he was only attracted to fucking dead people and that like probably has to do with whatever part of his brain was damaged and he developed those fantasies it's super heavy shit to just yeah. drop on Joe hey what's so, up Joe <laughs> but yeah so I was asking do you have like a Joe's like famous serial killer like, like I like scream before on TV <laughs> Scream's cool. <laughs> That's one of my favorite franchises, actually. I'm still thinking about the guy with the foot in the freezer. Like, yeah, fucking wild. You know, his fucking wife wild. coming outside is like, we really gotta cook this foot, it's gonna get freezer burned. Like, she didn't know about it, but yeah, she'd probably be like, yo, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that, it's funny, that all derived from him having a shoe, like a woman shoe fetish when he was younger, and his mom was super Christian. And, like, beat the fuck out of him when she found out that he had a woman's shoes. And, like, he fucking went crazy. He cut off his mom's head and did some shit with it. If you can. <laughs> It's not exactly PG, you know? What? <laughs> yeah, the dude was... But he went around like a normal fucking dude. People knew him and trusted him and loved him. Couldn't believe he did this shit. Yeah. And he would get rid of his victims by tying them to car parts, heavy car parts, and throwing them into the Green River. And my mother grew up not far away from there during that time. That's crazy. She was in high school during that time. Uh, yeah, they had like a curfew. She was on an island away from the mainland. Yeah. And they had like lockdown and curfew. Now, do people actually like go swimming in the Green River? Does that happen? I'm sure people do. It's kind of like a, it'd be like a, like a fucking river out here, like gross-ish, and it runs through a town. But it's like very, it's in Washington, and Washington's super pretty, and their natural environments are pretty well protected right. there. But, um, because they're fucking liberal, dude. <laughs> <laughs> fucking libtards protecting the environment, too. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, so, sorry about that. My inner Alex Jones just came out. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so she was like a couple miles away, like an hour or so. And like, it was so effective that they showed it like every day on TV. They were like, yo, watch your kids. And that was on a Navy base. Yeah. The Naval base was like, yo, look out, there's someone killing kids. And he got away with it for a very long time. But yeah, so that's like... a long time? Um, I don't know for sure. Look at me, man. I want to say more than five years. That's a long time. Yeah, more than five years and more than eight. I th- it was either 18 or very close to that number of victims that we know of at least. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay, so there's So, yeah, do you have, thing. sorry, do you have any, like, is anything like when you were growing up, anything like that happened near you and you're like, oh shit, like, like any true crime? Serial killers? No. No. Like I mean, bank robberies? Or I mean, I cool? watched, you know, the Zodiac Killer on TV once. Yeah, that guy's wild. <laughs> that guy's super wild. No one knows who he is. One, one time, of the few. One of the few. Uh, one time I watched a TV show with the scary guy in it. Yeah. That's what Joe is like. <laughs> um, Here, here's my question, though. Well, this guy wasn't really like a, a serial killer, but, you know, the Unabomber, I watched, I watched something on him. Yeah. And he was like... That guy was scary. He was fucked up. Yeah. He was fucked up. I mean... You know, the dude was like, when he finally got caught, he was damn near 50 years old. He felt like the government was telling him to do it he or some shit? Like, he was a virgin. Yeah. I mean, if you're 50 years old and you haven't had no... Oh, so you believe in the unrelease of 
sexual gratification results in someone being haywire. It's a, actually a very well uh, thought to be um, true thing. You gotta fuck to not be crazy. You hear that? <laughs> you hear that, guys? No. <laughs> Stank baby, tell us. I mean, at that? least, at least, uh, if you're fifty and you haven't had it, yeah, there's something wrong. Yeah, that you you know definitely. If there wasn't anything wrong to begin with, there's definitely right. something wrong. Right. Now. now you know religion and, and whatever. Yeah. That can play a part into. Hey man, priest fuck. I don't care what anyone says. Into, yeah. into growing <laughs> up or whatever, but you know, if once I heard that, I was like, yeah, he he was fucked up in the head. Yeah. But it went back into the backstory about him having a troubled childhood. Yeah. I think he fucked around with some animals. Yeah. I, I want to say. And he, he lived like a hermit out of society because he felt, it's all kind of coming back to, but he felt technology and everything that was happening, yeah. how the world was changing, was going to be the demise of the human. You yeah, know, he targeted race. people in the technology community, right. I'm pretty sure. Exactly. With very intricately made bombs. Yes. Like, it wasn't just some run-of-the-mill shit shack made it in my garage. Like they were put together very well and very deadly. Wasn't his his first bomb was a flashlight? Um, I don't know what his first bomb was, uh, but I do remember that the only reason that they caught him was because they used a new technique that's never been used before, which was something to do with the way he wrote. Yeah. Um, they use like handwriting, hand, hand, which hand is still today controversial. Handwritten forensics. Yeah. The yeah. way the way the shape of his letters and the way he wrote and spoke. Yeah. They were able to trace it back. Because um, he actually, left letters with all the bombs. Right. They were shaped like packages and presents and shit. And actually, I believe his brother was the one who recognized it when they when yeah. they publicized the letters. Yeah. And he called in and said, "Hey, this this might be my brother." That's which crazy. I was like, "Damn, bro." Yeah. Yeah. Oof. You gonna do you gonna do your bro like that? Yeah. And e two Brutus or uh, E two? Not E two. E two Brutus. E two. Uh, you know, without that, they would have never caught that guy. I mean, I guess I don't think he was just. Bombs are hard to find out. Like when you blow up a bomb, it's hard to put evidence together. You can yeah. you figure out how it was made, what it was made out of, but right. And you know. usually a lack of physical evidence with bombs. I mean, like when it comes to true crime, like with bombs, it's I I remember watching like. There's one where he would put bombs in the car and they like figured out where he was buying this one specific wire by the way the threads were inside or mm -hmm. something. Like that like that is so crazy to me. It's really? like mm, like whoa. <laughs> That's why you can't buy like like certain fertilizer, right? Cuz like some dude used it as a bomb. Like Shit, like he used shit as a residue. Bomb. Like, who manufactures this glue residue? How yeah. many companies make that? Yeah. Where, where are their distributors? Where are the stores? And then they just, I mean, yeah. it's just like like little Reese's pieces that they put out and they just got to keep following the trail. Yeah, I'm not a fan of fucking cops, but I will say the ones that do their job well, I'm a fan of. Yeah. I'll say that. Mm -hmm. And those dudes that got to figure that shit out, like, God bless, bro, because yeah. I couldn't. Mm -hmm. Be like, this is the thirteenth fucking Walmart we searched today, dog. I'm done. <laughs> Taking a fucking break. And just um, to think they did all that, you know, in the past with no internet, no cell phone, just following leads, yeah, yeah. writing he, stuff down. They didn't have a national criminal database till like the eighties. Yep. Like that's when they started putting people's names onto a fucking computer and what they did. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there was like more. You know, some caveman methods, like they had it all written down somewhere, but like they didn't have like an FBI like, database. When they finally came out with it, 
there was probably like a serial killer confession. They were like, oh shit, dude, that's yeah. like stuff. Everyone's like, getting together. It's a the trade gig, the gigs up. <laughs> the gigs up, guys. We're driven, successful people <laughs> meeting to <laughs> to share our trade secrets. <laughs> He's like, so you use a butcher knife? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Fucking gnarly, bro. That's very, it's very interesting. It's like that uh, scene in uh, American Horror Story when all of the serial killers for one night gather at that hotel. Yeah. And it's like Jeffrey Dahmer, the Zodiac. The Zo- and it's so funny because like all the other ones are like ghosts. But then... The Zodiac comes in live, like just alive, just walks in <laughs> and sits down. And that's that part cry. It's like a super serious moment, too. Yeah. So, so who's like the Michael Jordan of serial killers? Oh, excellent that's a, question. I would say Ted Bundy. I think he's like the top. In, in, in the viewpoint of like who's the most famous. And he wasn't really more famous for his murders than he was like who he was. You exactly. Know, like the person yeah. he was. Jared says oh, Jared. Jared's got a vote. Well, I mean, here's the thing. Michael Jordan, most likely the best basketball player of all time. I mean, you can you can argue, argue LeBron at this point, but we're going to stick with Jordan. We're going to argue LeBron just at this, for this point. Discu- <laughs> just, for, just for this discussion, but here's, here's what I'm going to say. What makes someone the best serial killer? Is it how many people they killed, or is it that they didn't get caught? That's what I think. It's I think How successful are you at your craft, right? Longevity. Because, I mean, the fact that the Zodiac Killer never got caught... Is probably the craziest thing yeah. out of all of them. Well, they said that about the Golden State Killer, and they found him as an old ass man. Yeah, I mean, it maybe. And he was a cop, so I would, I would throw him in the ring as greatest of all time. A, you lived to eighty-seven. You were a cop the entire time. You were smart enough to go all over the state instead of stay local. Like he almost got caught several times by other cops, but because he was a cop and he knew cop shit, he was able to get out of it and get away from it. And he killed and raped so many people. That it's been figured out that other people they thought were like different killers, like the I think one of them is like the Bay Area rapist. I might be wrong. Apologize if I am. They found out he was that dude, oh. and then they found out he was this dude, and then that guy all over the state of Washington. That's he's probably, if they ever, I mean I don't know if they'll ever get everything out of him. He's still alive. He's in jail. But like, if they can get shit from him, and they can connect it that it's real. He might be the most prolific serial killer that's yeah. ever been caught. Yeah. But that's like Jared said, who's ever been caught, right? So I'd say you also have to know who the serial killer is. Everyone knows who the Zodiac is, but not exactly. Yeah. Because we don't know. Is it one dude? Is it two? Is it multiple? Because the way he killed people is well, probably... their identity, right? Yes, sometimes he would. The, the, okay, like the biggest fear of a serial killer is a dude who can do it effectively, do it ruthlessly, and can't get caught. Mm-hmm. That, it's funny that we talk about this and we have you here, Joe, because that is a trucker. Someone who drives from one side of the country to the other, murders along the way, so he's never there long enough to be linked or traced. He's lucky enough to never be on camera. It's someone who doesn't know any of these people. At a bar, you pick up a lady, you bring her back. And, like, so, like, I think it's been done in a few TV shows and shit, like Criminal Minds, but it is the is the primary one I'm thinking of. But, like, the deadly dude is the dude... Who is mobile, effective, and an everyday person. So a trucker. So Vlad one day yeah. is going to call us and be like, I have something. This and truckers even more deadly as a showcase for criminal minds because you can basically turn your truck into your murder grounds. And then you always have that with you. So that's like... that like, like I, their trailer in the back? Like they just got a dungeon back there? Essentially, yeah. You can do it if you wanted to. Make a lot of fucking money. You're always by yourself. 
you're never in the same spot. Or at least you don't ever have to be in the same space. Don't tell me the power's going to go out again. It's not the power. It's a fucking ghost, Jillian. (laughs) (laughs) Flickering the lights. Today the power went out at work and I panicked, actually. I love you, but that's like one of the goofiest. (laughs) We did it scary. I was like, oh, fuck. Were you like, oh, were you taking a shit, dude? When the power went out? No. Oh, no, that'd be, I would yeah. just sit that my best fucking away. And no, but it, it was weird because it was like someone hit a pole and then backed away from it because like it went off, went back on. Yeah. Flickered and then went off again. And in your mind that associates with someone hitting a t- electric pole. Yeah, that's what <laughs> we all, thought. Out of all the things that can yeah. happen. What about a really fat bird? Somebody hit a pole. Landed on I was the pretty line. I was pretty sure it was uh, it was uh that Someone hit a pole because afterwards the lights came back on, but the phone lines then went off. Oh. So I thought it was. Fun fact for you, since I'm from Florida, I'll tell you guys this, because probably you guys won't know this, but in Florida we have these birds called pelicans. Right. And these these pelicans, they dive into the water to get their fish, whatever. So when they They come back up. Yeah, we've seen Finding Nemo. (laughs) (laughs) So when they come back up, they need to dry off. So they'll get like on a phone line or, or whatever, and they'll open their wings up. Yeah. Right? But if they're on a power line, and they do that, all the water, I would assume, and then they touch another bird, they touch wings. Oh, boom! They'll oh, explode. That's fucking sick. God. And the power will go out. So every time the power went out, I'll be like, oh, I guess two birds touched. Hell yeah. So two birds touched. There you go. That's an old. <laughs> it's like some fucking backwoods crocodile hunter yeah. bed. Like, that, two birds you, touched. You see the black going out and two birds touched. Yeah, two birds fucking touched. My <laughs> way. Fun fact. Fun fact about Florida. There's more cattle in Florida than there is in Texas. Oh, that's cool. That's scary. It's probably why alligators are so fucking fat over there. <laughs> my Dude, gra- my grandpa you're from Florida. Like, like 100 Were times. you there in that time where like fucking snakes are just everywhere? <laughs> snakes are everywhere. My mom lived in Lizards, Florida. Snakes, bugs. It's just a part of life. Yeah, but I like they're like super stuck. huge, right? Like they're fucking enormous, and they're just everywhere. This I had a buddy. Um, I lived in Miami and I lived in Naples. Mm-hmm. So, which is about a 90 minute drive straight across from each other. Okay. Um, which is goes right through the Everglades. Oh, the fun parts. So, of it was probably about a Tuesday <laughs> night. Uh, this is years ago, by the way. Okay. Uh, okay. About a Tuesday night, which means there's nothing, there's no street lights, it's just a road. Yeah, you and the swamp. Like this, you know, one straight road, maybe 25 feet across, and then on both sides, swamp is far. Can two cars fit on the road? It's one lane, Ooh. both ways. Better scoot over. <laughs> right? My buddy wants to see how fast his Honda Civic can go. Of course, like most Honda Civic owners. Like most Honda Civics. <laughs> we get it to about 125, nice. whatever. Blows the motor. Oh. Tuesday night, Everglades. No it's lights. Black. Fuck We're yeah. stranded. Fuck yeah. Tuesday night. And then you Tuesday hear the banjo. <laughs> There's not a car in sight. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't hear the banjo, but we did hear the, the growls of the alligators next to us. Bro. The hissing of That's whatever was out there. Fuck terrifying. That. Fuck that. Mosquitoes all in your face. Fuck that. That's, cougars. Yeah, that's all the shit. I, I mean, I love cougars. Old women. We're talking. Yeah, that's what the cougars are like. We're, yeah, we're talking about my worst nightmare. There. No, just like just like an alligator and a giant snake, and then it's like, hi, honey. Yeah, just this really orange tan lady, like, yeah. huge fake titties. 
huge fake nails <laughs> and her hair all done up with a flashlight <laughs> we, and a we denim wish, jacket. We wish it was those type of cougars, but they were not yeah. those type of cougars. You heard it here. If you're a cougar, hit up Stank Space. But listen, <laughs> I, look, I looked across because, you know, you're like, don't look. Yeah. Don't look. Right? Yeah, but you did it. But you do. Yeah. yeah. And then you see these, like, glowing eyes. Oh. It's like a Scooby-Doo mystery, bro. <laughs> so, and, and mind you, this is, like, in the middle of the summer, so it's not like up here where it kind of cools off at night. Yeah. No, We're talking about 100-degree weather, humid. Yeah. Mosquitoes everywhere. So you can either sit outside while help comes, which there was no help. Yeah. Not that you see. Get possibly eaten by something. <laughs> Whatever's glowing. Or you can get in the car and you can die of heat stroke. Yeah. So it was a it was kind of a catch twenty two. So about an hour goes by, this car's not going anywhere. And and, and mind you this is before like cell phones. Yeah. This yeah. is before internet, any of that stuff. So mm-hmm. I'm like we need to figure this out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't want to stay there. <laughs> Kid you not, we hitchhiked. There was a car. There was two cars that came in about three hours span. The first car came, slowed down a little bit, looked at us, saw these two kids. He was like, nope, not tonight. I'm getting killed. Respect, yeah. If you're going to hitchhike, you have to understand someone might not want well, to Well, at first you. it went from, okay, we need to get some help to get somebody out here to tow this car yeah. to... We need to get somebody to go this way to we just need somebody to fucking pick us up and go wherever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So by the third hour, this guy is coming back this way. Cool dude works on an oil rig in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> cool. Sweet. Cool. Um, he's like, hey, man, I'm going the opposite way. But if you guys want to ride, let's go. We're like, dude, we're out of here. Yeah. And we escaped with our lives. Saved by an oil rigger. Saved by an oil rigger. Just so happened we had a little bit of some stank with us so we oh. paid the way we're like dude there's our mandatory Boom. marijuana reference for the episode yeah. there it is yeah. there yeah. it is there's your payment you've been a lifesaver fuck yeah so here's some fun. it's you fucking here's some hash dude <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah they grow a lot of fucking weed out in florida don't they well it is medically cleared now yeah as it is in ohio okay. one of my favorite florida laws is the stand your ground law um where it's like if someone punches you, you could just shoot them in the fucking face. <laughs> if someone threatens your life and you believe they can hurt you, you could yeah. just be like, click, clack, what up? Right. That's amazingly, like, both cool and terrifying at the same time. Yes, it is. It is. And you better hope you're not on camera because, you know, then you can dissect it. Oh, true, yeah. And, uh, just make sure you're not on camera. And then you just be like, yo, he said he was going to kill me. But did he? Don't know. It wasn't on camera, bro. <laughs> that's one of the things I believe the alive guy you ever get a gun dude will tell you if you're gonna shoot somebody make sure that there's only one story yeah yeah two in the fucking face he's like face. this dude's a psychopath I knew it end it <laughs> fucking end it bro you're gonna threaten me <laughs> <laughs> well okay here's my question and before we close it out cause it, I mean I think we have enough fo- footage for uh, this episode sure yeah my question is I, I like spooky ghosts, okay? Yeah, Nick, Jill's the fucking ghost lady. Yeah, I like, I like spooky ghosts. I believe they are a thing. Crystal, like, yeah, Crystal will save you. <laughs> Nick, obviously, from what you see, how he's reacting right I now. I think it could not, be real. I've just like, never seen like, solid maybe, proof. but I just don't Look, believe it. Look, ghost adventurers say, listen to this recording. And it's like a ghost farting, and I'm supposed to believe that's a ghost farting. Like, get the fuck out of here. That's what I don't believe. What do you so like they, about ghosts, though? So... 
No, I, w- w- let me ask you a question. White people, am I right, dude? <laughs> Fucking white people. I'm like, I like Casper. Okay, so have you had a paranormal experience? Maybe not even... It was a ghost. You had a ghost show? No, like, you ever see some ghosty shit? Like, you know what? I don't see ghosty shit. Okay. Really well, has, there, has any something happened and you were like, that is just weird. Like, that's just something that is just, something that sticks out in your mind. Like, I have a story I tell every time. When I first moved here, we're pretty far from the highway. Right. I walk out of my car. I'm walking towards my door. And I, I hear, like, just, it, they're called, like, the heavens, heavens sirens or something. Sure, trumpeting. People, yeah. Just from fucking nowhere. People, like, have filmed it and stuff, but, like, I heard... I, and it comes from the think, sky. Like, people think it's crazy, and it is crazy, but I swear on my life, I was just walking, and all of a sudden, I hear this giant horn-like sound, and I was like, it's maybe it's the highway, but it lasted for ten minutes. Yeah. And I was just standing out there, like... And it sounded like what a is billion happening? trumpets from the did sky. You, yeah. Did you, was anybody nearby where you'd be like... Do you hear that also? Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> of course, at that moment, nobody else was. Yeah. But I asked Jared because I went inside. Well, I was like, I'm not going to stand here for 10 more minutes. So I went inside. And I asked Jared if he heard anything. And he was like, no. So <laughs> no. it probably was me being crazy. But, like, I'm not I'm not going to bullshit you right now. Hey, Joe, did, did you have a fucking stroke? Is Honestly, maybe? I don't, maybe. It was a ghost stroke. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, like, I, dude, I'm hearing horns right now. I don't know about you. Fucking wild out, dude. <laughs> that yeah, that's because it's. I looked it up, and it is like a commonly recorded thing that's like kind it's of explained. Yeah, it's just like what is happening. It's not like I don't think it's. Any, yeah, it's I just did it scare you though? Huh? Did it scare you? It didn't scare me. I was just like, what the fuck? I was like, I know, like these sound like the trumpets, but maybe it's the highway. I was trying to find out what logically could be making the sound yeah. right now. It's just but, a bunch of ghost trumpets. But no giant truck that was loud enough for me to hear over, you know, a couple miles in the highway was going past for 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah. You know? So. It's fucking creepy. Yeah, and we're, 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 we're a few seen, good miles away from the highway. Yeah. You ever see, like, a UFO, Sasquatch, anything fucking that would sound weird if you brought it up at a party and no one was drinking? Uh, <laughs> no. No, no, really? no. Nice. No, you know I don't look for those things to be honest. I no, I do. It, it freaks me out, honestly. Yeah. I'm just. But to Joe's answer, like I saw a scary guy on a show one time, <laughs> and I will never watch it again. Like there's there's enough things in this life that like scare me already. Yeah, mm-hmm. I hear you. You know, like reality scary enough. I, I open up and it's like a bill for two grand. I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> you know. Oh yeah, that was going to be one of my questions. I want to ask you to close on. I was going to say, what's your least favorite bill to pay? favorite bill to pay? <laughs> That's a good question. Is it? Is it because mine's fucking rent, dude. <laughs> I just oh, hate rent. Personally or, or business-wise? Both. Uh, either one. Both? Both. Both. <sighs> My least favorite bill to pay, you know what, it's not, it's not about the money, so to say. Well, I mean, it is, but... I, I don't know why I still have it, because I don't ever use it. And it's my cable bill. <laughs> That is like the fucking answer, dude. Everyone who has cable still is like, I don't know why I fucking pay for cable. Like, yeah. I turn my TV on, and like the cable will be on for a few seconds, yeah. and then it just goes to my smart TV, like Hulu or, or Netflix or yeah. my yeah. Prime account, and and then I start thinking, I was like, what the fuck did 
Our fucking internet provider sent us and was like, your internet's going to go up to like 75 or whatever, but if you get cable, we'll you drop beat it to me 40. too, Nick. You yeah, beat we'll me too it because these businessmen... Businessmen. These businessmen... Serial killers. Are, are ahead of the curve here because they know society is moving away from cable TV. So what are they going to do? Put that internet package with that cable. Put song. that internet package up a little higher so their revenue and their dollars don't go down. Yeah. They're like, cable, we, know, we know you love Hulu. We know you love Netflix. We know you love streaming. We know you like to go on your Facebook. We know you like to do all these things. Yeah. So you're going to pay for it no matter what, even if you do drop our cable television. Yeah. Exactly. That's what's happening. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing that happened with ra- the radio transition to TV. That's for a different podcast, though. Got him. Got him. Oh, yeah. Fuck it. Got Oh. 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 <laughs> and I, and I, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Video killed the radio star. It is true, Jared. That, and with that, end on that, guys. Video killed the radio star. The biggest serial killer out there, dude. The end. All right, guys. Uh, let's. Fucking roll Sorry. that outro. Uh, roll the outro, dude? Oh, yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Alright guys, this is the outro. Uh, make sure you look on the description for links. Yeah. Uh, if you're a trucker and you need work, hit up DIY Transport. Yeah. Easy auto shit. Flashy's young. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fuck, <laughs> fuck yeah. And Jared is here too. Yeah. Okay. Bye. 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 See ya.